All right, thank you for joining. Open your Bible to Exodus chapter 10. When we were together last, more plagues had fallen on Egypt. The cattle had died. Uh, boils broke out on the people. Hail, fire, uh, thunder, and uh, heavy rains uh, fell on the land. Now we move on to the next plague, the plague of locusts. Open your Bible to Exodus chapter 10 and let's read. Exodus 10. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the hearts of his officials, so that I may perform these miraculous signs of mine among them, that you may tell your children and grandchildren how I dealt harshly with the Egyptians, and how I performed my signs among them, and that you may know that I am the Lord. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said to him, this is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says. How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go, so that they may worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I will bring locusts into your country tomorrow. They will cover the face of the ground so that it cannot be seen. They will devour what little you have left after the hail, including every tree that is growing in your fields. They will fill your houses and those of all your officials and all the Egyptians, something neither your fathers nor your forefathers have ever seen from the day they settled in this land till now. Then Moses turned and left Pharaoh. Pharaoh's officials said to him, How long will this man be a snare to us? Let the people go so that they may worship the Lord their God. Do you not yet realize that Egypt is ruined? Then Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh. Go, worship the Lord your God, he said. But just who will be going? Moses answered, We will go with our young and old, with our sons and daughters, and with our flocks and herds, because we are to celebrate a festival to the Lord. Pharaoh said, The Lord be with you if I let you go, along with your women and children. Clearly you are bent on evil. No, have only the men go and worship the Lord, since that's what you have been asking for. Then Moses and Aaron were driven out of Pharaoh's presence. And the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over Egypt so that locusts will swarm over the land and devour everything growing in the fields, everything left by the hail. So Moses stretched out his staff over Egypt, and the Lord made an east wind blow across the land all that day and all that night. By morning, the wind had brought the locusts, they invaded all Egypt and settled down in every area of the country in great numbers. Never before had there been such a plague of locusts, nor will there ever be again. They covered all the ground until it was black. They devoured all that was left after the hail, everything growing in the fields and the fruit on the trees. Nothing green remained on tree or plant in all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh quickly summoned Moses and Aaron and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Now forgive my sin once more and pray to the Lord your God to take this deadly plague away from me. Moses then left Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord. And the Lord changed the wind to a very strong west wind, which caught up the locusts and carried them into the Red Sea. Not a locust was left anywhere in Egypt, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not let the Israelites go. Then the Lord said to Moses, 
Stretch out your hand toward the sky, so that darkness will spread over Egypt, darkness that can be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand toward the sky, and total darkness covered all Egypt for three days. No one could see anyone else or leave his place for three days. Yet all the Israelites had light in the places where they lived. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and said, Go, worship the Lord. Even your women and children may go with you. Only leave your flocks and herds behind. But Moses said, You must allow us to have sacrifices and burnt offerings to present to the Lord our God. Our livestock too must go with us. Not a hoof is to be left behind. We have to use some of them in worshipping the Lord our God. And until we get there, we will not know what we are to use to worship the Lord. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he was not willing to let them go. Pharaoh said to Moses, Get out of my sight. Make sure you do not appear before me again. The day you see my face, you will die. Just as you say, Moses replied, I will never appear before you again. Okay, now, this chapter starts just after the plague of hell ended. Uh, now, Yahweh is about to bring the next plague, the plague of locusts. Uh, in chapter 10, notice the first four verses, one through four. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I may perform these signs of mine among them, and that you may tell in the hearing of your son and of your grandson, how I made a mockery of the Egyptians and how I performed my signs among them that you may know that I am the Lord. And Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said to him, thus says the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, how long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow I will bring locusts into your territory. Notice the Lord is not only performing this sign for the Egyptians, but also for the Israelites to pass this down uh, to the generations. Uh, verse 2 again. That you may tell in the hearing of your son and of your grandson how I made a mockery of the Egyptians and how I performed my signs among them that you may know that I am the Lord. Uh also, uh, let's look at a, a couple of other verses. Turn to Psalm, uh, the book of Psalms, chapter 44. All right, Psalm 44. Psalm 44 and verse 1 says, O God, we have heard with our ears, our fathers have told us, the work that thou didst in their days, in the days of old. Now, this was uh, written by one of the sons of Korah. Uh, also, let's look at uh, Joel. Uh, go to Joel chapter 1. Joel chapter 1. And we're going to look at uh, verse 3. Joel 1 verse 3. Tell your sons about it. And let your sons tell their sons and their sons the next generation. Uh, and, and, and just to let you know, this uh, chapter is talking about devastation of locusts. 
So we see that uh, the Lord is performing this sign, not only in front of the Egyptians, but it's also for the Israelites to pass on to their to their children and their children's children. So you got we have to remember that back in this time, there was a lot of oral history. Uh, that's how a lot of these things were uh, passed along. Uh, remember, Moses wrote this book, but it doesn't necessarily say that he wrote this book as the things were happening. So a lot of this was uh, oral tradition passed down. Now, the locusts will cover the land. Uh, oh, I forgot to turn back. Well, if you like me, you forgot to turn uh, back to Exodus. So back to Exodus 10. Verses 5 and 6. Sorry about that. And they shall cover the surface of the land so that no one shall be able to see the land. They shall also eat the rest of what uh, has escaped, what is left to you from the hill. And they shall eat every tree which sprouts for you out of the field. Then your houses shall be filled and the houses of all your servants and the houses of all the Egyptians. Something which neither your fathers nor your grandfathers have seen from the day that they came upon the earth until this. And he turned and went out from Pharaoh. Notice that the locusts shall eat the rest. Turn back to chapter 9. And look at verses 31 and 32. Exodus 9, 31 and 32 says, Now the flax and the barley were ruined, for the barley was in the ear, and the flax was in bud. But the wheat and the spelt were not ruined, for they ripened late. Uh, now, the rest would be the wheat and the spelt that did not get ruined by the plague of hell. If you were with me when we went through chapter 9, you will remember that. You see, uh, when Pharaoh had a little food left after the hell, he thought that, you know, he was good. So uh, it made it easier for them to defy Yahweh. But he and the rest of the Egyptians are finding out that you don't get over on God. Now, Pharaoh's servants plead with him to let the people go. Look at verse 7. And Pharaoh's servants said to him, How long will this man be a snare to us? Let the men go that they may serve the Lord their God. Do you not realize that Egypt is destroyed? So um, now the people of Pharaoh are trying to get Pharaoh to use common sense. You know, uh, you know I, I also notice that they're not calling him God. They're, they're calling him the God, their God. You know the God of the the Hebrews. So those so these people haven't completely switched over and realized this is the hand of God moving. But they they at least have enough common sense to say, look, the Lord is on these people's uh, side. Uh, you know, wake up. You know, let them go. The the land is being ruined now. Pharaoh isn't going to let the people go. Verses eight through eleven. So Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh, and he said to them, "Go, serve the Lord your God. Who are the ones that are going?" And Moses said, we should go with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, with our flocks and our herds. We will go, for we must hold a feast to the Lord. Then he said to them, uh, thus may the Lord be with you, if ever I let you and your little ones go. Take heed, for evil is in your mind. Uh, not so. Go now, the men among you, and serve the Lord, for that is what you desire. So they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. You see how Pharaoh mocked them in verse 10? You know, he still thinks the Hebrews are lying. 
Now, uh, Moses stretches out his hand and the locusts come. Look at 12 through 15. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the land of Egypt for the locusts, that they may come up on the land of Egypt and eat every plant of the land, even all that the hail has left. So Moses stretched out his staff over the land of Egypt. And the Lord directed an east wind on the land all that day and all that night. And when it was morning, the east wind brought locusts. And the locusts came up over the land of Egypt and settled in all the territory of Egypt. Uh, they were very numerous. There had never been so many locusts, nor uh, there would be so many again. For they covered the surface of the whole land so that the land was darkened. And they ate every plant of the land and all the fruit of the trees that the hell had left. Thus nothing green was left on the on tree or plant of the field through all the land of Egypt. Okay. Now, uh, to give you an idea of, of what locusts do, I have audio clip for you to hear. Compliments of uh, BBC Earth. Hang on a second. And let me play the clip. There is no other species on the planet that responds as quickly and as dramatically to the good times as the desert locust. Eggs that have remained in the ground for 20 years begin to hatch. The young locusts are known as hoppers, for at this stage they're flightless. They find new feeding grounds by following the smell of sprouting grass. Normally, it takes four weeks for hoppers to become adults. But when the conditions are right, as now, their development switches to the fast track. As the vegetation in one place begins to run out, the winged adults release pheromones, scent messages, which tell others in the group that they must move on. And when groups merge, they form a swarm. Locust eats its entire body weight every day, and a whole swarm can consume literally hundreds of tons of vegetation. They have to keep on moving. The swarm travels with the wind. It's the most energy-saving way of flying. Following the flow of wind means that they're always heading toward areas of low pressure. Places where wind meets rain and vegetation starts to grow. 
as they fly, swarms join up with other swarms to form gigantic plagues several billion strong and as much as 40 miles wide. They will consume every edible thing that lies in their path. This is one of planet Earth's greatest spectacles. It's rarely seen on this scale, and it won't last long. Once the food has gone, the steady roar of a billion beating locust wings will once again be replaced by nothing more than the sound of the desert wind. All right, now I hope you enjoy that. Now, uh, the sound uh, you hear is the locust landing and eating. Uh, all that, all those little sounds you heard of flicker, sound like flickering wings and everything else. Uh, also notice the narrator said the locusts fly with the wind, uh, which usually takes them to a place uh, where the rain just fell. Uh, remember, in chapter 9, Egypt had just had a great hailstorm. Uh, if, uh, if you want a uh, if you want a visual of, of the clip I played, go to BBC Earth on YouTube and watch Swarm of Locusts Devour Everything in Their Path, just in case you want to uh, see what it was that I just played. And uh, also notice that he said that the most energy efficient way for them to travel is to uh, go with the wind. I remember the Lord sent an east wind, so that means that they just rolled on in without even absorbing any energy. Now, uh, Pharaoh goes back on his word again. Notice verses 16 through 20. Then Pharaoh hurriedly called for Moses and Aaron and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Now, therefore, please forgive my sin only this once and make supplication to the Lord your God that he would only remove this uh, death from me. And he went out from Pharaoh and made supplication to the Lord. So the Lord shifted the wind to a very strong west wind, which took up the locusts and drove them into the Red Sea. Not one locust was left in all the territory of Egypt. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not let the sons of Israel go. Uh, and of course he didn't, because this has been his normal uh, way of handling things. Now, if the locusts weren't bad enough, Yahweh brings a plague of darkness, excuse me, over Egypt and his people. Look at verses 21 through 23. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand towards the sky that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even a darkness which may be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand towards the sky and there was thick darkness in the land of Egypt for three days. Uh, now, these plagues that the Lord uh, have brought on Egypt is a direct attack on the gods of Egypt. Uh, the darkness God puts over Egypt is to take the power of the sun god Ra. Uh, the Lord kept the darkness over Egypt three days to show them that their god had no power. To learn uh, more about Ra, uh, you can check out uh, ancientegypt.uk and you can learn a little more about uh, that old uh, Egyptian god. Uh, Pharaoh tells Moses and Aaron to go, but leave your livestock. Verses 24 through 26 say, Then Pharaoh called to Moses and said, Go, serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your herds be detained. Even your little ones may go 
uh, with you. But Moses said, you must also let us have sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may sacrifice them to the Lord our God. Therefore, our livestock too will go with us. Not a hoof will be left behind for we shall take some of them to serve the Lord our God. And until we arrive there, we ourselves do not know with what we shall serve the Lord. Now, old Pharaoh still doesn't get it. Every time he says the people can leave, he always takes away. Uh, he always takes something away. Uh, this time it's the livestock. He's always doing something. Well, you can take this, but don't take this. Okay, you can take these, this half of the stuff, but don't take this half of the stuff. So old Pharaoh still isn't getting it. Now, Pharaoh gives Moses uh, a stern warning. Verses 27 through 29 to close out the chapter. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he was not willing to let them go. Then Pharaoh said to him, get away from me. Beware, do not see my face again, for in the day you see my face, you shall die. And Moses said, you are right. I shall never see your face again. Now, Pharaoh is uh, angry with Yahweh, Moses, and Aaron, but he doesn't realize that he signed his own death warrant. That brings us to the end of Exodus chapter 10. That's all for now. God bless. People get ready as a train of coming. You don't need no baggage. You just get on board. All you need is faith to hear the deep.